Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. Welcome to We Have Fun. 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 We have yeah, I've been told that. Spitting on bowls. Spitting on bowls. Oh, I'm a hot bowl spitter. Mm. Mm. Spit in the bowl. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to We Have Fun for we the have first time. For the Welcome back for the first time? Or this is the first time? I believe this would be the first time. Okay, this is the first time. I mean... This is the first time we're back. Yeah. And that way, it's the first time they're listening. Did we... Have we recorded under this heading before? We have, yes. But we didn't release them. We haven't released and them. And we never will. Well, we might. It's been a couple of years after we're world-famous podcasters. Yeah, we're going to put Because out, this bubble will never pop. We're going to put out a datpiff.com mixtape hosted by DJ Drama of our unreleased episodes. Yeah. And they're all going to be an hour long. Oh, boy. With DJ drops. First, we've got to do, we got we got to pay homage Drop to the money. homies. R.I.P. C.O.T.B. Oh, it hurts. It does. But in a way, it was like... It was like euthanizing... Your grandpa. Yeah. You know, he wanted to die. Yeah. And here we are. Granted, he was like 60 and healthy still. Yeah. Well, I mean, you broke his, he broke his leg in the field. And yeah. You broke his leg in the field. I did. With so, a baseball bat. And you got to put him down. Yeah. Send Grandpa to the glue factory. That's what they all say. And he might be protesting the whole time. Yeah. Might be shouting for help. Shouts a no, Screaming, no. Screaming, if you will. But that's just the dementia uh, talking. You know, trying to claw his way out of it. But mm-hmm. it, 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 you're right. It's just the dementia. It's just talk. the dementia. And you know what? Death to boomers. Yeah. So, anywho, we wanted to talk about... Uh, what did we want to talk about? What did we want to you talk about? You had told me a story yesterday. Why don't you mm. tell me that story again? Well, I was you listening. Can, you can redact names if you wish. Sure, I'd like to. Anyway, long story short, I was listening to music uh, with a good friend of mine. A good buddy. A good buddy. And that good buddy had told me that they had never, ever listened to NWA. And that should be a crime in itself. Oh, I mean, naturally. So NWA, of course, stands for... Um, Friends with attitudes. Yes. And it's a silent end. And they were a group. You know, they were a, a collection of colleagues. Yeah. And they they made beautiful music. I'll say. Um, to the two. For at least one album. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, as the fellow says, you done run a hundred miles, but you still got one to go. That is that's a that's a jam. Oh boy, is it ever? It, it is. I just said so. Yeah. No, I know. And um, so they. Released some good music, some good thoughtful music, a lot of good thought experiments going on yeah, there. A lot, lot of, of thoughts involved. A lot of thoughts involved. And anyway, this good friend of mine said that uh, they had never heard any of their music, and so I naturally, you know, chained them to a radiator and forced them to listen to uh, Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as one does. Yes. And a comment. Chains and glitters. Right. And a comment that was brought up was why are they rapping in full sentences that is what piqued my interest Mm -hmm. out of this whole story right um because this friend is um a a proponent of what this person calls trash rap Mm. so this friend of mine um they actively seek out 
and listen to willingly and enjoyably, uh, like essentially trash rap. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying hard. Cards some artists. Um, perhaps Six Lack. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's pretty much. I think it's Black, but because uh, uh, I say Six Lack as well. Uh, yeah, Six Lack Whale. Um, Wale. Yes, and uh, interesting. You throw Wale in there. But you, we'll get into that. you know, you you got your. Uh, you got your, uh, I mean, I love the kid to death, but Lil Nas X. Yeah. Um, Who, congratulations to him, he just came out of the closet. Good for him. You know what? And honestly, he's a trash rap artist, but good for him. You know what? I'm happy that for him. Just, I love his story. He's not a trash rap artist. No, he's a trash rap artist. He's a trash rap artist. Yeah. Not it's trash, a trash. It's just like rap artist. Right, no, it's like it's like how, you know, Three Days Grace and, and Disturbed or Butt Rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean they are butt rock musicians, but they're also butt rock musicians. Yeah, they'll rock your butt. Yeah, they'll rock your butt. Get your booty shaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will I, they? I've never listened. I've rocked a butt or two. Whoa. You know? This is where it's the avenue you wanna <laughs> put that out of. So we had uh, basically shot to the idea that uh, the bling bling era of rap. Mm. Oh, that's Mothra over there. The bling bling era of rap <laughs> was the last uh, vestige of uh, your traditional rap hip hop groups. And that was my claim. Yeah, that was my bullshit. I don't have much of a of a leg to stand on here. I just like stirring shit up. So I want to hear you, you talk do. about it. You do. Um, you're a stirrer. Mm-hmm. You're a poop stirrer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I come more from a uh, a hard rock classic rock metal corner of the room so I, I I can't really speak to too much of this but I like when people are passionate about the topics they talk about it's, so please regale so, us so as I said what piqued my interest the most was the statement that they were rapping in full sentences right um, which isn't something I've ever really thought about before but as I was listening to music earlier today oh you really yeah, well, <laughs> well you know what it's on a competition so <laughs> I can listen to music too. <laughs> I have ears. Shout out to all the people that don't have ears. Um, I was I was trying to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found is that sentence structure itself has changed. Yeah. Since the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um attribute to, attribute that to what you will. Um be it us being the generation of people that learn to communicate through AIM and other instant messengers. Yeah. Or trying to communicate ways to let people know that we're being monitored by parental units or what have you. Mm-hmm. So all these slang and shorthand comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of colloquialisms. A lot of colloquialisms. But there is still... It's slang for you urchins. True. There is still... There are still mm. Please, um, more mainstream rappers out there mm-hmm. that still use full sentences. Keep the faith. But the delivery of it is chopped up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about Migos going Versace, Versace, Versace. It's not like Buffalo. You know? Yeah. You can't have Versace five times in a sense and it makes sense like you can with Buffalo. Sure. Like um, uh, Gucci Gang. Yes. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, um, any SoundCloud rapper is yeah. not putting full sentences in their music. No. Um, a lot of the boring ones do, mm-hmm. which is weird. 
and I don't know if it's them trying to pay homage to the old school or if they're just, if what they consider real hip hop yeah if they're afraid it's dying like I think let's look at J. Cole for a second please have you ever listened I I, I know it's I know a song or two um, okay. I also know that he talks a lot about mommy issues yeah um he's a really interesting person he's mm-hmm. got a lot to say I've listened to all of his albums and what I've determined is that I like the idea of J. Cole more than I like J. Cole himself. Mm-hmm. I've had that. I've had a similar thought, not necessarily about J. Cole, but I've had a similar thought. Um, he's really boring. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Uh, especially, like his second album is like twenty songs long, maybe more, and there's no real sonic shift throughout it. Wait a minute. Isn't J. Cole the guy that went platinum without any features? Yeah, repeatedly. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, that's the thing, is that no one's really sure why. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of... The only man to boost uh, a million a million album sales out of pure morbid curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it, honestly. Um, but it's kind of like an open secret that he's boring. I think what it is is people listen to him to try to sound cultured. Yeah. So, if, like, say someone's hosting a party and, like, oh, this is, like, Jeff. He's the guy that, like, everyone knows, like, rap, but we don't really know what kind of rap he yeah. listens to. Like, his next album's just going to be, like, ten tracks of, like, good good length, like, four or five minute tracks. Each one, you're like, oh, buddy, he goes hard. And then it's just a half an hour of dead air. And then he goes, gotcha, bitch. And then it ends. <laughs> Pretty much. It's really subversive. I liked what he did there. Yeah, he's... <laughs> In this story, Jeff is the uh, Patrick Bateman of J. Cole. <laughs> he knows earlier stuff. <laughs> it's kind of out there. Uh. But yeah, and like J. Cole's being one of the ones that uses full senses. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got away from that to we, the rappers that we are. Right, yeah, me and you. The hip-hop artists. Yeah, acclaimed. Yes. That we are. To... I don't know if it's just an attempt to make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all, it's always been about changing the delivery and making it new. Yeah. But... I mean, but see, the thing with that is even... So you got mumble rappers, which I still yeah. I still don't give any credence to. No. Uh, there are, like, some fun songs. Yeah. Like Panda. Panda's a great song. But... I, mean, I can say that because Designer has no other song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not praising his ability. No. God, no. I'm just praising But it's him. fun. I mean, Lil Nas X, no one expects him to ever top Old Town Road. Right. Because... Although, that new song that he released... Was it Panini? Yeah. It's catching some... It is. It's catching some ground. Anyway, um... EP really isn't bad. No. Well, and all right, so then take... Um, where, where, where do you put Dominic Fike? What do you do to that kid? Because Three Nights, jam. Yeah. Three Nights is a jam. The rest of that EP, garbage. Yeah. And I wonder if that's... I mean, that that kind of pattern started with ringtone rap, mm-hmm. which takes us back to the right. Boing era. Right, right, right. Um, it wasn't until we had people like 
Kendrick Lamar that we got trying to started to get back to like album yeah like full albums mm-hmm. um, so that's an interesting case but I mean if it's something like like Future yeah he might have a if say you're on Spotify shout mm-hmm. out to Spotify not sponsored by Spotify not I don't Spotify. even use it but I would if they paid me to mm-hmm. just putting it out there mm-hmm. <laughs> you too Sherry's Berries <laughs> looking at you <laughs> Come on, Blue Apron. I mean, what do we got to do, Ridge Wallet? <laughs> What's a guy to do? Hey, uh, hey, Casper Mattresses. Yeah. I know you're not in Pittsburgh. Yeah, or even you Purple Mattresses. Let's duke it out. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And finally, on it. Come on, Joe Rogan. What are you doing? <laughs> we're, a couple of, we're a couple of thick boys. Get yeah. this going. We can pander like the best of them. You the know best what? of the rest. Don't even, don't even give us the... The equipment. Just let us sell Alpha Brain. Not sponsored by Alpha Brain. Or yeah. on it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Back to title music. Right. <laughs> um, if you put, like, future radio on, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe every six songs is a future song, then it's palatable. Mm-hmm. But if you just be like, oh, the new future album's out, let me slap that on. Yeah. Three songs in, you'd be like, this all sounds the same. Yeah. I had the same issue with Travis Scott on his last album. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So I listened to a couple of those, and I appreciate what he's doing. And I know that this is partially, almost entirely my fault for comparing it to, mm-hmm. you know, basically between 1995 and 2001. Yeah. That's not fair mm-hmm. to anybody in the new era because the game has changed. But whenever you hold up anything as just as a litmus test, um, not necessarily to um, anything NWA did, but if you hold it up to 2001 mm-hmm. or you hold it up to the Black Album mm-hmm. or you hold it up to fucking even like Volume 3 or... Yeah. or you know, any anything that a prominent um, rapper, hip-hop artist has done, yeah. even since, you know, the turn of the century, using that liberally, mm-hmm. um, it's just, like, not even remotely close. No. And, and a lot of, like, Jay-Z stuff, which, I mean, I'm not... Clearly, I will never be a big of a, of a Jay-Z fan as you are. Don't you dare try to claim you are. But... Even the stuff that I'm not totally, like, set with is still better than, like, we'll say Travis Scott's yeah. best song. It, it, to me, I'm not saying I'm right or I'm wrong. I'm just saying as far as my diagnosis of the situation is, yeah. I would still say, you know, Big Pimpin' mm-hmm. um, is, is better lyrically, foundationally, in every way produced better than than everything that's basically going right now and that may have even just been a one-off song for him yeah um i am comfortable saying that even jay-z's worst song Mm -hmm. whatever that may be is probably better than 80 percent of what's out there yeah um i think what it kind of comes down to is whenever the early days of hip hop, mm-hmm. it was constantly changing. Yeah. Everyone was like innovating. Like, oh, did you see what those guys did? Well, we can try to do that, but take it a little bit further. Yeah. Um, it was and, a, it was a lot of yes and. Yeah, and that went all the way from the beginning up until about 
the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Maybe even later on in the decade. But since maybe 2013, 2014... It's been rough. It's been mumble rap and trap music. Mm-hmm. And nothing has changed since then. Yeah. And it's... Um, I will say... Although the subject matter hasn't really changed, mm-hmm. I think the heart of the problem is that I don't believe anybody anymore. No. I think that maybe that's not the heart of it, but that's certainly a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Like, when Ice, when Ice Cube talks about rolling around in a 64, shooting at people with a shotgun, mm-hmm. I believe him. You know there's some truth to it. Yeah. As an 18-year-old driving around the streets of Los Angeles, I believe him. Mm-hmm. When, uh, you know, who? Name somebody. I don't know. Uh, Lil Xan. Lil Xan. When Lil Xan. names you could have pulled out. Yeah. Well, I was like, who's like the most bullshit person I can think of right now? I don't even know what he does. I've uh, not heard a single Lil Xan Takashi 6ix9ine. Takashi 6ix9ine. Ugh. I don't believe him. I mean, he's. I think he's technically in the witness protection program now. Yeah, didn't he snitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't expect to hear from him ever, ever, ever again. Which I don't know how he does that because he's got all those tattoos on. Yeah, his face. I mean, I guess they have to hit him with the taser. Literally rainbow hair. Yeah. <laughs> make, make him forget his entire history. Um. But. What was I going to say? I had a point to make. I was going to say it. I was going to say it, Kevin. Kevin, I, I was going to say it. Gavin, what were you just saying? I was saying that... Um, oh, yeah. the, the storytelling aspect. Yeah. There are no stories being told. There are no stories being told. Um, I think one of the first... One of the first rap songs that I listened to that was like really pulled me in... Um, was one from one of Jay-Z's lesser albums, uh, Blueprint 2, Gift from the Curse. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a song called Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. And the story that he tells in it is about um, uh, this girl, there's two guys vying for her love. And, like, she picks one. Like, the two guys get in a huge fight. Um, all the violence gets her hot and bothered. Um, so she picks the winner of the fight or whatever. Um, begats him a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father says, mm, that's a light-skinned baby. I'm a dark-skinned man. Not mine. Mm-hmm. And leaves. Fast forward 15, 16 years. Um, that child is now, you know, hustling on the streets. And... What happens? What happens? His father, not realizing it's his father, and his father not realizing it's his son, get into a brief altercation. Uh, Guns get drawn. Mm -hmm. And the kid hesitates because this guy looks familiar, but he can't quite figure out what it is. Father does not hesitate. Mm. Guns down the child in the street. And when I first heard that, I was... 14-year-old white kid from the suburbs of Pittsburgh. I'd never heard Mm -hmm. anything like that before. 
And it was like those stories that pulled me in, like the stories that NWA tells. Yeah. Or Dragon I mean, Ball Quest. Like literally Gangsta Gangsta is like basically yeah. prose. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I did not know yeah. that like they're whether or not they're telling the truth in their songs, mm-hmm. but the fact that there is some truth that yeah. this is based off of even uh blew my fourteen year old mind. What is the is it uh, Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique? Go on. Is that what it's called? Are you familiar with this? <sighs> it's been a long, long, long time, but I believe it has something to do with this kid who, again, hustling on the streets, gangbanger. Uh-huh. Um, he um, gets roped into this gang initiation where he has to he rape a woman. And... It turns out, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners here, but it turns out that this woman that they decide to, like, gang rape winds up being his own mother. Ooh. Yeah. That's a... And that's how the that's song... That's an Immortal Technique song. Yeah, that's how the song basically just ends. I'm... I've pulled up the lyrics to that song. Okay, please. And obviously I won't read them, because okay. it's a lot of censorship we'd be doing. Yeah. But just looking at it, visually... There's a lot of thought. You can. I mean, it looks like an epic poem. It, it truly like does. A, that is the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, can we get a mortal technique on the phone? <laughs> Kevin here praise yes. your song as the new rhyme of the ancient mariner. Um, but there was just more thought to it. Everyone was trying to outdo each other's storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay-Z talks a lot about that in his book that came out several mm-hmm. years ago where it was a it was a genuine competition mm-hmm. um, and like yeah there's a lot more collaboration these days than there used to be but it's they're all well, saying the same thing well you, that and it almost seems superficial mm-hmm. like I'm thinking of a story that you know well that basically is when they were writing and I say they as in all the great California, Los Angeles rappers. I know story. I know you know exactly where this is going. They yeah, tried for stories. hours to get a proper beat mm-hmm. for, what was it, Forgot Forget About Dre? Forgot About Dre? Um, it was, the song was Still Dre. Still Dre, yeah. And nobody could get a proper beat for it. Well, they had the beat. Oh, they, they couldn't get they the lyrics. They couldn't get the lyrics. They couldn't get the lyrics. And what? They tried for days? Everybody yeah. Everybody did work for hours. Eminem, Jay-Z, or not Jay-Z. Well, Jay-Z comes in. Yeah. That's the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Jay-Z comes in in, um, in less than a day. It was, so I think it was Eminem, D.O.C., Snoop. Um, Dre. Dre. I want to say maybe even Mailman. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds right. All took a shot at now he get it right. Jay Z steps in. Mm-hmm. Zip zip. Yeah. Done. Eminem, of course, being a Detroit rapper, I know someone's one of our two listeners is going to go. Oh, Eminem's not from California. No one cares about Eminem. Anymore. Yeah, I know. We all saw Eight Mile. Okay. Yeah, his last great work. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And like, ooh, I want to bring up a point later, but continue. Um, that collaboration, mm-hmm. that style of collaboration, yeah, is missing or even frowned upon now. Yeah. Like, 
ghostwriting is like so t- such a taboo yeah. topic now. No one wants to admit they do it. Like Drake does it. And yeah. Doesn't want to admit it. Um, Nas was even guilty of it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Drake Dre acknowledged that it was. If the song is good, it doesn't matter what went into making it. Right. Right. Um, it definitely seemed a lot more like to use a metaphor here. Um, they were helping to build the whole house, mm-hmm. and now it just seems like if you're going to do a feature, you're just painting the exterior colors. Yeah. Um, it's pay me to get my name on your song. Exactly. So it'll sell more, play more. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, think about how many people used to be almost like they, they, they released their own albums to, to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. But think of how many people used to basically just be feature artists. Yeah. I mean, Nate Dogg, the greatest oh, feature man. artist of all time. Truly. All of his own stuff, hot garbage. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... But you bring him in to sing your hook. Oh, man. Whenever he comes in... Well, I met you last <laughs> night, baby. <laughs> like seven years after the beef. Oh, man. I was thinking about that with my good friend. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was just like floored because I was telling this person, I was like, imagine, imagine. You don't know any of the backstory. Mm-hmm. It's 2001. News outlets are garbage. Yeah. And you're just listening. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Nate Dog. It's nice that they got back together. And then he hits you. Mm-hmm. Hits you with that Snoop Dogg line. Oof. What are you, like, how would you even process that? Oh, man. And, like, there's just so much history to, like. Yeah, that's the other thing. To a lot of that means. I mean, maybe it's just because we can look back on it now. Mm, the past. Maybe time. you're right. Maybe you're but right. But like, what's happening now? That's I interesting. It's all beef. It's it is all beef. And it's all superficial beef. Yeah. Um, this mean, person called that person out. This person called that person out. And it's like it's all Fifty Cent on Instagram, not actually uh, making music anymore. Yeah, but buying out the first six rows of uh, Jaw Rules. And still somehow being bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> um. Doing the money phone, but showing up in court, being like, "No, I don't have any money." Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so to to this point, how would you how would you react to this if I said that for as much as things have changed, there's no way back because when you get when you get artists like M, mm-hmm. who was very much a Hall of Famer, yeah. Um, Trying to play the young man's game with pretty much everything off of Kill Kill Shot was it Kill Kill Shot was that the whole album or was that just the uh, song Kamikaze Kill Kamikaze. Shot was the song yeah everything off of Kamikaze now I'll say this I didn't outright hate Kamikaze it was a lot better than whatever it was before yes it was it was like completely forgettable uh, it was another raw one mm. it wasn't recovery it wasn't relapse. Wasn't it Relapse? No, Relapse is the first one. Relapse was before Recovery. Relapse, I liked Relapse. A lot of people didn't because he did like his weird, uh, like Rasta accent. Oh yeah, throughout yeah. the whole thing. Revival. Yes, it was Revival. Um, because he had like a song with Beyonce on there that was like hot garbage. So mm-hmm. no disrespect to Queen B. Mm. Um, but like to that end. It's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of my issue with Eminem these days is he hasn't really shown growth. Yeah. He's still trying to do like his shock rap technique thing. Yes. 
and it's it's just it doesn't work anymore. It's not edgy because like everything that he says, we see worse. Yeah, like every day on, on social the, media and on the news and on the news, or like I don't know, even even like going back to relapse, which was two thousand nine, I think two thousand nine, which now is ten years ago. But then he had, like, lines bashing Jessica Simpson. It's like, all right, even at that point, she was out of the spotlight quite a bit. Yeah. It's like, just stop. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, old man yell the cloud. Um, There are definitely acts out there now that their style is more in tune with the old school. Mm -hmm. Um, Joey Badass being the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. A lot of what's going on in New York, yeah, and the rap scene skews towards the nostalgia aspect of it, um, and even in the West Coast, you get people like YG mm-hmm. who really stick to the G funk. Yeah. Um, the issue is that, and it's not—I hate to say it's an issue—but trap music is predominantly Southern hip hop. Yeah. And Southern hip-hop has dominated for at least a decade now. I mean, a lot of it is really good. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the, especially some of the older guys are all really good. But everyone's doing it now. Yeah. And, like, there's no difference between, like, ASAP Ferg's new song and... Yeah, they're indistinguishable. Yeah. Um, just respect ASAP Ferg, Fergie Ferg. Yeah. Well, that, that was the thing. So I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when I was like actively seeking out new talent that, you know, kind of sounded like the OGs. Yeah. And I kept seeing online, if you like G-Funk, and I guess this is before YG got popular. Yeah. But it was, if you like that G-Funk sound, listen to... Two names came up, and both, the, to this day, it tickles me. Kendrick, listen to K-Dot, mm-hmm. and listen to Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q is not G-Funk. No, he is not. Kendrick's got, like, one song that's yeah. G-Funk. And I was like, okay, so you're just picking guys that lived in Compton. Yeah. That's all that that is. They're, they're literally going for, like, the Dre Association. Yeah. And that's it. Schoolboy Q is the first one that came to mind when I was... Like, ASAP Ferg and Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Virtually the same person. Yeah, I do not like Schoolboy Q. He's... I want to like him. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at with K-Dot, actually. You want to like him? I want to like him so badly, but I just... I remember f- actually falling asleep. I was dri- I wasn't driving. I was in the backseat driving to... I was riding to vacation. In the backseat. I was being I driven. Was <laughs> I was being driven towards my vacation spot, and I was listening to Damn, and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Because once I got past, like, I don't even know, DNA, is that what it was called? Like the second song? Yeah, I was like, oh, these all sound identical. There, I like, there are a few songs on Damn I'll go back to a lot, but it was funny because I listened to the Black Panther soundtrack Mm -hmm. a lot more than I listened to Damn. But like even to Pimp a Butterfly, which is like a masterpiece album. Oh my god. I listened to it all the way through. Like, twice when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first time, once I got to the end, it gave me chills once I realized what was going on. 
every time since, it doesn't quite hit the same because mm-hmm. that initial shock and awe is bad. Yes. I would. But I can go back to a few certain songs and listen to them one at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the first time I heard... Um, Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, no, it was it was uh, it's the intro track to uh, Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, for Wesley what? Siri. No, the the second one. Like the jazz. This dick. Oh, for you. Um, I think it's for free. For free, it's yeah. It's called for free. Um, and I was like, what the hell was that? Because that's probably the most brilliant thing that I've heard in a yeah. long time. Because that's literally like. You know, a bunch of dudes standing in a circle just spitting. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff they would come up with. Um, I think it's called for free. Yeah, it is called for free. Now you're... J-K-L-K-K... And that's... It's not. It's still not quite the same, but it's at least a great step in the right direction. Yeah. Um. And, like, that's a minute and a half track. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, even King Kunta right afterwards. Oh, what a jam. Oh my God. And I love that, like, every verse, it adds one more thing to the beat. Mm-hmm. Until by the end of it, it's just like the whole thing's just moving. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess, like, once things started to fall apart, the last sort of, and I already use this phrase, but like the last sort of vestiges of, like, a traditional storytelling hip hop that mm-hmm. was in New York and it was in Detroit. Yeah. And you still kind of get it with with some of the artists. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of L. Yeah. LP um and some 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 stuff with like Killer Mike, but he mean Atlanta, but yeah. um and Killer Mike is like he's in this weird cross period where he was coming up with Outkast but at the same time kind of like Towards the end of Outcast, yeah, and Outcast literally being the OGs, yeah, but like he's of an age with them, and so he didn't start to shine till years later. Mm-hmm. But he was mm-hmm. definitely from that, yeah. Um, I think Chance the Rapper, yeah, he he can fit into that too. Yeah, him maybe. I don't really listen to a whole lot of um, Donald Glover. Um, Squeaky P, as they call him. Yeah. Um, I think his next album, which I don't know if it's going to be his last totally or just last under the Gambino name, mm-hmm. I think that's going to show a lot of that for him. Yeah. Just judging off of the strength of This Is America. Um, but yeah, I mean... Kind of backpedaling, I just want to talk about it. Um, going back to the discussion of like album albums versus like albums that are just filled with songs. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at Kevin, you're making me nervous. You're making me nervous. Jesus. Wow. That really blew up. Yep. Um, Baseball score. Highly yeah. improbable. Yeah, very much. It's more like a low-scoring football game yeah. score. Um, Dr. Dre's Compton. Mm-hmm. Maybe his swan song album. Yeah, I, I, I assumed. Um, if he puts another one out, it's just going to be 
probably a collection of all the stuff he hasn't released over the years. But, you know, bearing in mind, it's his first album in 20, almost 20 years. We'll say, I want to come out 2015. Yeah. Last one came out in like 99. So, it was 99, yeah. Yeah, so, was that 16 years? Yeah, 16 years. That's a a substantial amount of time in the Caught the game on 15 August 7th we're oh, approaching the anniversary I, I remember where I was for that mm. um, but a substantial amount of time in the rap world where you're pretty much considered retired at that point yeah no one's gonna wanna hear a dude pushing 50 rap about the old days yeah. and that's exactly what he does but he does a great job of it because mm-hmm. he pulls he pulls people from the new school mm-hmm. and with the people from the old school and that's to my point is it's track by track. It's kind of he starts off with the new guys, and he starts getting to the people that he worked with mm-hmm. decades ago. And it's like, oh, it's great to hear that. Yeah. But like, all right, I'm here in exhibit. Yeah. Here's Ice Cube. Great, but like, where's where are the big ones? Mm-hmm. Like, where's Snoop? Yeah. And then Snoop first comes in. Thirteen tracks in. Yeah. And his first line is, "Guess who's back?" And ain't a fucking question. And you're waiting 13 tracks yeah. to hear Snoop coming on a Dre song again. And just that payoff of him coming, like, I know you've been waiting for mm-hmm. this. It, it gives me chills to even just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, honestly. And, like, you don't get moments like that in a lot of today's I mean, rap. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, even if it's just, even if it's just a charity game, mm-hmm. like, dude, what you would give to see Yager to Lemieux. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter. No, but like just to just to be there and pretend to see them at it again. Yeah, I mean it'll put you in the mind of like, oh, this is like back when things were good. Well, I mean it. It, it ever since I've been on this wave, like of thinking about this, because I've been wanting to ask you this for a couple of days now. Mm-hmm. I I went back and I listened. I listened, and I hate to keep like harping on this album, but it's kind of the one on the pedestal. But I went back and I listened to The Watcher off 2001 for yes. the opening track. If you don't count the opening, it's a seminal album. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a, it's, it's basically the cornerstone of which all, all you know. It's it's structured perfectly because you don't even think about skipping a track. No, genuinely, because everything is just so good. I mean, I know coming home from work, it used to take me 15, 10 minutes if there's no traffic to get home from work, and I would sit in my driveway for at least another 45 minutes just listening to the whole thing because like even if I turned it off I'd probably just go inside and listen to the rest of it yeah but I mean just like the opening line just things just ain't the same for gangsters mm. and like if you need anybody if it's it's just if you need to introduce anybody to where we are at this juncture in in hip-hop history in in rap history he just lays it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a personal tale of where I'm at, but it's like, this is where we're at. Yeah. You know? It's it's timeless. It really is. Um, I think that's what a lot of it is about, is that for a long time, people made music, and like, across all genres, people made music that spoke to a certain demographic at a certain time, mm-hmm. but had a lasting effect that, like, look at the Beatles. Yeah. Like, kids are still discovering the Beatles yeah. today. And they just made a movie about, like, oh, what happened if only one person remembered the Beatles? <laughs> yeah. Well, what if only one person remembered Dre? 
but like still had. I mean, you could already call it "Forgot About Dre." It, it writes itself. All right, we're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. What if one person forgot? <laughs> Scribe, write that down. Um. But yeah, I mean, this isn't like. There's a lot of the new guys that I love listening to. Sure, sure. Um, like Big Crit's one of my favorites. Yeah. And he's a guy from the South. Doesn't really do trap music. Mm-hmm. It's, he's very much influenced by Outkast, UGK. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of funk in his stuff, a lot of soul, a lot of jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's nothing... It's not that there's anything wrong with trap music. It's just there's too much of it. Yeah. And that people aren't doing enough different with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just... Call me a music snob or whatever, but I, I just... I flock to things with substance. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with party music. There's nothing wrong with club no. music. There's nothing wrong with stuff that's just mindless feel-good. It's, it's junk food, but there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. But it's to fun. your point... There's too much of it. Yeah. Everything that you're pretty much hearing on, on the radio at this point, I know that's a whole different discussion, radio pop versus, you know, underground stuff. But for the, for all intents and purposes, everything that you'll hear mainstream is just substanceless party rap. Yeah. Um, and again, that's fine. It's just my perspective. I'm not saying it's I'm right or wrong or that it's right or wrong. But, you know, you do kind of wish for somebody to step forward, you know, like yeah. like, like your Anderson Pox. Who's a great guy. Raps and plays the drums at the same time. Oh, man. He's Jesus great. Christ. And his last album has a beautiful Nate Dogg feature on it. I'll have to play it for you after this. I would love to. Fantastic. Hear that. Um, um, but there, there are still some innovators out there. It's just they're kind of going by the wayside. Mm-hmm. They're not blowing up like they used to. Right. Um, because everyone knows what sells, mm-hmm. so they're just going to keep making what sells. Yeah. I mean, look at... It doesn't work for everybody. I mean, like Eminem, I'm mm-hmm. sure Kamikaze sold well because it was yeah. a surprise Eminem album. Yeah. Where he was angry the entire time because his last album wasn't well received. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Um, and you get people like Lil Wayne who take years to put out albums for like rights issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's more of the same. Yeah. Which. Once you once you start to get to a certain age in any field, uh-huh. you kind of expect it to show some growth. Right. Right. Like no one's gonna fault Lil Wayne now that he's ninety yeah. to, you know, slow down a little bit. Like yeah. But see, cause so this little bit of I guess perspective, I could just use this to foil against now nowadays modern metal albums, and I and I mean like the real metal. I mean, like, you know, OGs that are still in the game, they are doing something different every album, which used to be a tenet of progressive metal, but it's easily... The point that I'm getting at is that it's easy to kind of differentiate albums based off of the sound entirely. Yeah. So you would say, oh, well, such and such, you know, this is, is this, you know, is this an old thing? And then you listen to it for a second. You're like, no, 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 this is, 
you know, they've they've done something different here. They've yeah. learned from their past, whether it was a mistake or not. They just they've done something different. They've grown. You know, this album sounded this way. This album sounded this way. This album sounded this way. Yeah. With a lot of the more modern guys, it's just it really is like volume one, two, and three of the same album. Mm-hmm. And like that's great if you've got so much material that you know you can you know release a double album at the same time. Yeah. How much of that's worth listening to? Exactly. I mean, like, look at Tupac. Mm-hmm. Man made so much music all at once. Yeah. Uh, we only got a fraction of it at that time because that was the stuff that was worth releasing. Right. And then the years after his death, the label mm-hmm. and his estate keeps putting out those new songs no one's ever heard before. And it's like, eh. Yeah. This, we didn't need to hear this. Yeah. You're, like, at that point, you're kind of hurting his reputation a little bit because, like, oh, not everything was great. Right. Um, they all can't be Hail Mary. Yeah. And, like, oh, it's a divisive song to pick. But um, I should say a divisive album to choose from. Yeah. Picking. But uh, that's a separate discussion. I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe part of the issue is we kind of got away from mixtape culture a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... Still not a culture that I completely understand. Because it's not a true mixtape? Yeah. But a free album? I mean, like, the late... Say around 2010 to 2012 was, like, peak mixtape year, yeah. years. People just putting out free albums. I mean, it was all them trying to get representation of some form or just see if there's stuff out there to get an audience. But there was a lot more creative freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will... It's as a big, as a big big crit fan. I've loved all of his albums. Mm-hmm. Thought his last album was perfect. He's got a new one coming out in like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I acknowledge it. Like when he had the full creative freedom on his mixtapes, it was. I don't want to say better than mm-hmm. what he's put out, but he wasn't being weighed down by like, are oh, you gotta have a single? You gotta have like three singles so we can sell it so we can get radio play whatever it was like each song spoke to his truth Mm -hmm. um one of the last good storytellers um what am I trying to say here what am I trying to say it's a good question is money the root of all evil if it's just what's driving these people to put out these same song over and over again boy I thought that was going in a totally different direction totally totally different direction uh I mean, it's a stretch. It's difficult to just put put the pointer there, but or perhaps fame. That's kind of what I was going to get into. I personally, let's press it up. I personally believe that to a certain extent, everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So consider your Instagram influencer mm-hmm. who makes a ridiculous amount of money just because they're pretty or whatever. Right. And they get those sponsorships. Like, oh, here's $180,000 for posting a picture of our bottle hey. of skin cream. And that is gender neutral because guys can be pretty too. There are a lot of pretty men out there. There are many pretty men. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of them. I don't even think I'm a handsome man. Oh, I'd say you're handsome. Oh, I was just fishing for a compliment. <laughs> um, 
But are SoundCloud rappers the rap version of an Instagram influencer? A mm-hmm. lot of it's about image. Look at Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. Rainbow hair. Mm-hmm. Ballsy guard hair is a big thing right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even just crazy hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was gonna say like, so, like Easy E's Jerry curls, and um, Ice Cube's Jerry curls when he had them. Like those, but those were like normal haircuts. Yeah, that, that they was, just rocked. That was the style across yeah. the board. It wasn't just the rap scene. Um. But boy, whenever he got the high fade, Ice Cube, that's how you knew. Boy, did he start going after oh, the Jerry girl. Oh, boy. With, I mean, Easy rocked it probably longer than he should have. Yeah. Because it was already out of style by the time Pulp Fiction came around and Samuel L. Jackson had it in there. Yeah. And that was 94. Easy yeah. Easy had it till his dying day in 95. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I love a good physical heel turn, you know? <laughs> like, this is probably, like, not the best connection to make, but, like... When Lionel Messi, probably the best soccer player ever, mm-hmm. uh, he used to be clean shaven, short hair, you know, or clean shaven, long hair, but um, you know, just like a cute little freaking, you know, Argentinian dude that would just run around and it made people look like assholes. And then like something happened, <laughs> something behind the scenes happened. Cut his hair, got a beard, got a whole sleeve tattooed, blackout, oh and he God. just started fouling motherfuckers. And it still scoring as many goals as ever, making people look dumb on national TV. <laughs> Grown athletes playing soccer their whole lives makes them look like, you know. He's showing growth. A, a drunk toddler, and he just, boy, he turned totally heel, and I am here for it. Heel being a wrestling term, meaning bad guy. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, man. Whenever he left NWA, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Yeah. He got cold. Oh. He, he became Ice Cube. Yeah, no, really. I mean, oh. as a as a woman says quite loudly, NWA ain't shit without Ice Cube. It's true. Ah! Look at that sound wave. <laughs> it's a block. Um, but like, one of the things I think about a lot is um, whenever Killer Mike's telling the story of how Run the Jewels became a thing. Yes. And how whatever I guess it was like the guy from Adult Swim or whatever yeah told him that like are you ready to make your America's Most Wanted mm-hmm. classic Ice Cube album production I think across the board by the Bomb Squad yeah who produced all of Public Enemy stuff and that was what roped Killer Mike into because he wanted to make that album which was what 20 See, rap music was 2011, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Run the Jewels being 2012. Yeah. Um, they. So. We're bit. We're both big, jewel runners. Yes, sir. Um, so I don't want to say we're biased, but they're definitely like skew more towards underground style. Mm-hmm. But they're becoming more mainstream. Their audience is growing. Yeah. Something fierce. So, yeah. So, whenever... When RTJ3 was released Christmas Day... Oh, what a memory. ...of 2016. Yeah, because it was right after the election. Yeah. I didn't listen to anything else for approximately three months straight. I was 
literally addicted. Yeah, I, I was, tried to listen to other stuff, but just, I had to go yeah, back. You'd, listen, you'd get through like two or three tracks, then you'd just be right back to RTJ3. I mean, maybe I could go back to RTJ2. Mm-hmm. At the time, I couldn't go back to one. Yeah. It was just I still two. can't go back to one. <laughs> I like, I, one has grown on me. A yeah. Lot. I like it a lot. There's there's some bops on there. Yeah. One's one's good, but for some, I just think the two, two has that fire. Yeah, that that one didn't have because it was like I think I've, I've heard before. Maybe even you said it, but it was like there's a maturity, but they're still looking for their voice. Yeah, and two, I think they found it. Yeah, one one they're still definitely feeling each other out. Yeah, um, two it's like I think they had already toured together by that point. Yeah, um, they'd already grown a lot closer, uh, and it was just like. One was a fun project. Yeah. Two was, let's really make the music we want to make. Yeah. And so there's definitely a, a, a palpable difference in in, no, in sound. I don't want to say noise, but that's a little vague. There's a different sound between two and three. Mm-hmm. Three being much smoother. So, yeah. so two is very aggressive. It's very in your face. I mean, even just listening to "Oh My Darling, Don't Cry." Yeah, what that does to your car speakers? Oh boy, is unimaginable. Yes, even with baseline floor model speakers, bomb, 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 like I'm uh, hyped up just here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got three, which was more like bump, 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 bump. So it's like it's definitely smoother. There's a there's a coolness to it. Where the first one, it's just like these dudes are crazy. Yeah, like they're smart and they're crazy. These do it's like the Riddler and the Joker got together and just decided to drop bars. Um, three, even like thematically. Yeah. Um. Two, there's very like a um, this world's got a lot of problems yeah. vibe to it. Three is on one hand it's like we're rising up and taking the power back. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's much more personal. Yeah. Um, thinking of was it Thursdays in the Danger Room? Yeah. L rapping about his yeah. friend who got cancer. Yeah, honestly, sometimes I skip that song. <laughs> That, I can't skip it. The it's beat a, is too good. It's rough. It's a rough one to get through. It really is. Not because it's bad, just because it's like... It's re- real. It, it really hits deep. Um, I think it's a lot of it's because we're, we're getting to an age where it's like, are we know people that, yeah. Are, yeah. that are dying from other causes or they are getting sick yeah. and whatnot. Um, so even these two guys, and they're both what... 40? Yeah, they're up there. Uh, like late, it's 39, 40, right mm-hmm. around there. Yeah, I want to say LP's older than Killer Mike. He could be. LP's, he was in in the early 90s, wouldn't mm-hmm. he? Um, but so these guys have been around for so long, and there's, when was RTJ2? Was that 2014? Yeah. So there's a two year, only just a two year gap between mm-hmm. this. And they kind of show a lot of maturity between projects. Yeah. No, definitely. But um, I... So LP's 44. He's 44. I was going to say, I knew he was really up there. Keanu Mike's got like eight kids, too. Yeah, he does. 
Um, but then, like, Andre 2000, big boy, right around that age, too. Oh, they're the same age. All right. They're both 44. Oh. What do you mean that look? Do you know when Killer Mike's birthday is? Is it the same day as yours? It's close, actually. It's really close, but it's not. Is it the day after? No, no, no. day before? It's 420? Yeah. Oh, that's why he's always wishing it. <laughs> ah. uh, that's so respectful. I think part of me did know that. Man, can you imagine being up at 4.20 a.m. and 4.20 p.m. to always wish people a happy 4.20? What a guy. That ought to be exhausting. What a guy. Um, RTJ4 this year or next year? I think next, early next year. Yeah, I think they already said like, yeah. early in 2019 that's like, it's not going to be this year. Yeah, because it takes, it's just LP, man. Like, yeah. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure this one's going to be put out for free initially first, too. Mm-hmm. But there's still, like, sample clearances you got to worry about and whatnot. Yeah, and, like, I'm willing to, to not, because whenever an RTJ album comes out, like, it's an event. Yeah. And I know I'm going to clear my schedule for a couple of months, so yeah. I'm willing to let that that process. I know yeah. whatever projects we're working on at that point are going to suffer heavily from it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um. So, yeah. In fact, the other day I was about to... I started listening to RTJ3, and I was, like, getting real into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I got to pull out right now. I'm not ready to get in this yeah. place again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of other stuff I want to listen to right now. The only way that I can I can get past that is by jumping around. <laughs> That's the only way that I can do it. Like Literal I, physical activity. Literal physical activity. Um, and also, like, picking, like, a track and listening to it out of order. It's the only way I can break the cycle because, like... I mean, even, so I used to, I used to lift weights to RTJ2. Mm. And like, as I'm that doing, sounds dangerous. as I'm taking the pre-workout and I'm, I'm getting that good C4 in my system and I'm getting the, I'm getting the finger tingles. I'm about to bang this bitch the fuck out. And I'm like, I'm already there. Was that what you were doing the day that we were at the gym and yep. you were just beat red before <laughs> we even started doing anything? So I, I took a, I took this stuff that I'd never taken before called Andro Rush, not sponsored by Andro Rush. Never and, um, sponsored. Never, ever sponsored by... Stay away from us, Andro Rush. <laughs> they probably claim some lives. Yeah, no no joke. And so we, we went to the, the gym as a threesome... And the cycle was just taking too long for my metabolism. And it was like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> and we were we were doing, like, I think it was, like, chest day or something. Yeah. It was not the thing that I was, but I was sat there and I just started doing deadlifts. Yeah. And anything that I could do to keep moving, to keep the blood pressure going, because I was like, I'm going to die. And I was sweating profusely just standing there. And our boy, he uh, looked at you and was like... Kevin's gonna die. Yep. This is where we lose him. Yep. Yeah, and mind you, no one, no one offered a hand of help. It was just like, look at our friend. I was frightened. I was scared <laughs> of you. I can say I've never consistently lifted that much weight, so it did its intended job. But fear of death behind me. <laughs> you had to burn it off. Yeah. You were like a Jason Statham and Crank. Yes, that's, that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Me and Amy Smart in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or is that Crank 2? Electric Boogaloo. Uh, it might be Crank 2. I don't know. 
There's a crank too, isn't there? I think it's like a crank nine. How does it happen to him twice? I don't know, man. Um, but yeah. Have you said your piece? I feel like I have more to say. Yeah, but, but it's a, part I mean, two. that's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're just two suburban white guys from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Talking about stuff that's probably way out of our element. Yeah. But as lovers of rap. Yeah. I feel confident saying, dare I say historians at this point. Yeah. No, probably. Um, we got some clout. We got some skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely more than I, but, um, you know, I mean, not that we're impressing any, I mean, we are the ones with the podcast here, but not that we're impressing this, but it's, you know, if you, uh, if you agree, you know, like, share and subscribe and, uh, and if you don't share it with your friends, see if they do. Yeah. Or if they don't, then you guys discuss it yeah. and then yell at us. It's just something that you can be like, you know what? Tell us our thoughts are wrong. You know what? It's just a conversation starter. Yeah. You know? That's all it is. We're not, you know, telling you you got to think this way. That's for sure. Um, but, you know. Here's here's a little... Uh, you got to think this way. Here's a little fun factoid I can put out there. Please. As a little reward for people to yeah, listen. Yeah. Um, the first rap song I ever fell in love with. Mm. Outcast featuring Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Land of a Million Drums off the Scooby-Doo, the movie soundtrack. I was nine, maybe? It's a or nine or ten? Yeah. And that song mm, yeah. really hit me well. Really did something for you? Oh, yeah. I'll, I still listen to it to this day. Oh, sure. And, like, it's it, it was fun to be able to identify that as yeah. the first one for me. Because uh, everyone remembers their first. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think my my first, I mean, it's got to be it's gotta be Big Pimpin'. Yeah. In the Swagger Wagon. Oh, man. Real big guy. That's when I that's when I discovered that I'm a big old fan of UGK. Oh, yeah. Big old fan of Bun B. Oh, what a song. What, what fun times bam, we had. Bam, 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 bam. You know why? Oh, we we can't get into this right. now. Fair enough. Well, hey, man. <laughs> I want to. So bad. I know. But hey, as I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, I've been Kevin. I'm always Doug. And we have fun. I'd say we have fun. Today. Yeah, I had fun. We have fun here. Less and less every day. Yeah. See if we have less fun next time. Alrighty. Bye.